So here's the backstory of our show on forgiveness. I've got to be honest, uh, we have done forgiveness topics every single season because it seems, well, we know that you respond so well to this topic. It seems that we are working through forgiveness all the time, that even if we are followers of Jesus, we still are holding on to unforgiveness. And so this show comes out of actually the show previously that we did on shame because shame and forgiveness go hand in hand. And we wanted to kind of like end our season with forgiveness because we want to see you free. We want to see you living this life that God has intended for you in freedom and light and in joy rather than sort of oppression and shame and silence and judgment. So this show, we brought in some really incredible people that are working in the prison systems that have been assaulted, that have been impacted by drunk driving and have been abused and how they have chosen and found ways to forgive uh, their abuser, the one who's assaulted them, the one that has hurt them and their family. It is an incredible show and I hope that this encourages you that if you are holding on to unforgiveness, it's really holding you captive as a prisoner, not the other person. So we wanna see you free, we want to see you filled with joy and that's coming up on this show. host Melinda and I'm so glad that you've joined us today online on YouTube on radio podcasts and on television I'm so glad that you are live audience are here give yourselves a hand I love the energy Cat clapping I'm clapping and I'm so glad that you're joining us for a really light and easy topic <laughs> forgiveness so get ready we've got a great panel here experts and those that have had to work through forgiving others because the title of this show is why I choose to forgive and so I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get started. Tara Muldoon, a speaker, author, and a survivor of sexual violence. Uh, you launched the FU Project. Love that title. Forgive you. Forgive, forgive you. you. It did say FU here, Tara. <laughs> but it's Forgive You Project. My grandma's watching. Forgive you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Forgive You Project in late 2010 is one step in your own struggle to forgive uh, your perpetrator. Yes. You launched that. Um, and the Forgive You Project addresses mental health and gang-identified youth in custody, giving a platform for assaulted victim stories. Yes. Welcome. And thank you for being here to share your courageous story with us. Thank you so much. Great. Stacey Campbell, president and CEO of Prison Fellowship Canada, PFC. Uh, you do the hard work of and good work of reconciling and restoring ex-offenders, their families, and victims using faith-based approach through the teachings of Jesus. Mm. Wow. Okay. And you're also working on your PhD on forgiveness. <laughs> we got a lot of expert stuff here. So I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being here. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you, Stacey. <laughs> Michelle Swartz. Manager of Health Services in Public Health. And you're here because despite your education and professional knowledge and experience in addictions and alcohol abuse, you couldn't forgive for a long time the man who chose to drive drunk and who killed your father. So thank you. We are going to learn a lot. Thank you for your presence here to share a very difficult journey and story, but I know that you will bring hope um, and, and freedom to those that are listening and watching. So, Michelle, thank you so much for being here as well. Thanks. Cheryl Nemhard, co-host, author, speaker, social justice advocate. But, Cheryl, you grew up without your father. You were molested and abused by a trusted elder in your church. 
You've been involved in gangs and lived a life on the streets, and now you're helping at-risk youth turn their lives around and see the need for forgiveness and hope in their lives. So thank you for sharing courageously your story as well. Well, let's start off with the, some of the most frequently asked questions about forgiveness. I want to start with you, Stacey. Define forgiveness, because I think across culture, forgiveness is all kinds of things and, and, and you know, definitions. But how would you define forgiveness today? I think at its root, forgiveness really is uh, God's invitation to be restored. Um, mm. that's, that's probably the most succinct way that I would put it. Uh, biblically, there are, there are a lot of pieces to it. Um, God talks about forgiveness of nations. He talks about the forgiveness of individuals. And probably today we're, we're interested in, in forgiveness as it relates to um, individuals. Mm. So mm -hmm. that's good, nice yeah. and succinct. Because I think sometimes we make it a long, big thing, but you're just saying it's just this restoration. It's an invitation. The invitation. Yeah, come, be restored. Beautiful, mm -hmm. Tara. One of the questions too, when you Google forgiveness, I mean, I was Googling it just to see what are people looking up in in regards to forgiveness. One of the number one questions on Google: Why should I forgive those that have hurt me? That just comes up over and over again. What would you say to that? Why should I forgive those that have hurt me, especially within your own story? Absolutely. Uh, for me, unforgiveness and resentment and anger, and anger was showing up so much in my body that I just turned into a, self, a cycle of self-destruction and angry, being angry all the time and um, just not wanting that for myself anymore. I wanted better than that. And it really did not have anything to do with the offender at that point. It was me that was carrying it and me that had to let it go. Uh, so it, it really is for me living your best life is when you can find peace and, and forgiveness. So it's really why I should forgive those that have hurt me really comes back to ourselves. Uh -huh, always. Sometimes always. we think it's about the other person, but really it's, it's for myself as well. Yeah. It's good. Thank you. Michelle, for 10 years you struggled with forgiving uh, the man who chose to drive drunk and who killed your father. What happened in that 10 years when, when you don't forgive, what happens to you? When we don't forgive, it gives that foothold for the enemy to, for uh, bitterness to take root in your heart. And bitterness colors your perspective, how you see the world, it affects your relationships, and um, forgiveness crushes bitterness. Wow. And you were just like, I don't want to be a bitter person any longer. Beautiful. Thank you, Michelle. You know, Cheryl, you know, we've talked a bit and you guys have all touched Tara, Stacey, and Michelle on this, but when we do forgive for you, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people you had to forgive and have had to forgive in your own life. What has it done for you? Uh, it set me free, um, but it allowed me to actually embody the verse that says when Jesus told me that he came that I might have life, mm -hmm. but have it even more abundantly. Forgiveness gives us the entrance to this abundant living. Mm -hmm. And living in unforgiveness and resentment and pain, is, it's, it's this partial existence, mm -hmm. um, very zombie-like, very shell-like. And so forgiveness allows me to step into uh, the fullness of the love of God, acceptance of myself, uh, release, true joy, mm -hmm. many, many things, mm -hmm. yeah. What I'm hearing in a theme here, and I'm gonna go back to you, Stacey, just quickly, is restoration. Mm -hmm. Some people don't know what that word means. Mm -hmm. We use it, we use it in church, we just sort of throw it like, be restored, restoration. But what does that actually really mean when we're tying that into forgiveness? I think it means um, being brought to, back to what was originally intended, what God originally intended. Mm -hmm. What God originally intended. And that was a life 
that was not one where we were hiding That's or right. angry and bitter. Yeah, or impaired, or our perspectives are impaired. Actually, everybody has done a great job here of uh, yeah. um, explaining it. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's getting back to uh, God's original intention for um, our relationship with Him and our relationship with others. You know, one of the things just before we go into our break is the sense of. Uh, a lot of times people don't forgive because they say that person deserves it. Mm -hmm. he, you know, he or she who has hurt me deserves all the anger and, but that doesn't make sense. Actually, when I even say that, it makes no sense because that person possibly has gone on with their life and has no idea that you're, say, you're sitting in resentment and anger to them and yet it sounds so much about it's just hurting yourself. Uh, yeah, unforgiveness for me was like this, it was, I, I thought I was inflicting pain on the other person by unforgiving, mm -hmm. uh, silly me. Unforgiveness is a pris prison that we set up when the prisoner is ourself. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it, you know, the, and more, more times than not, the offender is living their lives, mm -hmm. living their lives, and we are the ones imprisoned and in this bondage, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I know there's lots more to talk about as we go into our stories. So when we come back, we'll be hearing these courageous stories from Tara, Stacy, Michelle, and Cheryl about how they chose to forgive the people that have violated and hurt them and their family. That's coming up. Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory. Good job. Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. Find See Here Love on Apple Podcasts. Hi, I'm Melinda, host and executive producer of See Here Love, and I hope you are enjoying our conversation today. Well, you may not realize that See Here Love is made possible by the support of viewers and listeners like you. So would you please consider becoming a monthly donor? Any gift goes a long way in helping us build a community of women and men who talk about real issues and struggles as we navigate our faith together. Well, please go to seeherelove.com now and click on the big purple donate button. Thanks so much. Start your week off with me in your inbox. Sign up for our weekly newsletter today for exclusive content of See Here Love. Blogs, behind the scenes footage, and access to giveaways you'll love. Sign up today and let's start our week together. Wow, so we're back with our panel to talk about why we have chosen, why we choose to forgive. And I want to start off with Michelle, because here it is, why choose to forgive the drunk driver that killed my father. I spoke earlier about bitterness, and I came to a point where I realized that things I said, things I did, I didn't like them. Sometimes the things I would say to my children, unrelated to this, just sometimes um, I would say and do things, and I, I began to question what the motives were underneath of it. Mm -hmm. I asked myself the question, what's underneath of that? And as I began to dive into that bitterness, well, where, where did this bitterness come from? And as I, as I walked this journey of wanting to have, what I said earlier, a whole heart, um, forgiveness is a very large part of that. Mm -hmm. And forgiving people that have wronged us. Um, in my case, the, the gentleman who was responsible for my, for my father's death, he never said sorry. He, he denied, he lied, mm -hmm. and I, I felt like I was letting him off easy by forgiving him, but um, as Cheryl said as well, it's that prison that you're in yourself where you think that um, holding unforgiveness over somebody, um, if you forgive them, they're gonna get off easy. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. It's not true because God sees all. He knows all. And we have to trust him that he's good. He can handle that. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why I chose to forgive. I knew God had forgiven me for many things. Mm -hmm. And I just needed to um, also just extend forgiveness in order to have freedom. And in that, as you went through that journey and you realized you wanted the whole heart, mm -hmm. you are now starting to work with, with women. In, and you're working with, I think, Stacy, right? Is there, is there uh, working in prison fellowship or is it the other organization that where you're working with, with women in the prisons? I have been yeah. with Prison Fellowship mm -hmm. as part of their Sycamore Tree Restorative Justice Program, which was very powerful for me um, to work with women who were serving time for the same crime that took my father's life. And I had gone for, to build their empathy, victim empathy, telling them my story. But when I heard their stories, I heard so much remorse for what they had done. And that healed this little piece of my heart um, again. And that's how good God is, that as I chose to forgive, he also remembered. And he blessed me and he healed me. And that little piece, he let me see remorse in other women's lives. Powerful, Michelle. So Thank good. you. So that's so good. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. The whole heart. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Tara, why I choose to forgive the offender who sexually assaulted me. So we went to, this was all through trial. This is a criminal case. And uh, I had a solid group of people who were praying and fasting for him. Praying every Sunday we were at the altar, just praying for this man to plead guilty, to find Jesus, to find purpose in this case. And um, on the morning of, of, he did plead guilty. And um, in his victim, it, sorry, in my victim impact statement, I spoke about how I, I, I want to forgive him because this is part of my life's work and I, I want there to be purpose. It was so important for me to, for there to be purpose. And uh, when he responded through his uh, letter at court, he said that he found Jesus in this process. Wow. And uh, that was wow. a bit of a, I, I, it was a bit of a plot twist for me because it's what we prayed for and it's for some reason I doubted how big our God is mm -hmm. and uh, so it's been powerful to I don't have contact with him but it has been powerful to see uh, what God can make of a storm that I didn't think had any light in it in, in all and uh, I choose now to forgive him because he also deserves to have his moment with God where God forgives him and he gets to move on and uh, that's a that's been a hasn't been easy. <laughs> I don't ever want to come off and say that this is an easy process, but he, um, he also deserves to be able to move on and do good in the world. And uh, I have to remember that. Wow, and because of that, then you also then started in 2010, the Forgive You Project. Yeah, so FU now works with sex offenders and uh, offenders in custody. And so as just very similar to, as you were saying, I work with sex offenders and I want to be the face of a victim. I want them to see, um, what it, what talking to a victim can look like. And it's not this idea of, uh, when we work with, with men in custody, sometimes they uh, have a lot of anger towards the victim and um, for pressing charges or they've you know, no accountability in a lot of cases. And I wanted them to see uh, what, how powerful a victim can be and that you can learn from the face of a victim. Beautiful, well done, so proud of you. Oh, Good you. work, thank you so much, Tara. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Cheryl, why choose to forgive the abuser who I trusted and who took advantage of me? Um, very quickly, because I was spiraling. And I love what my sister said here. There's a, an equation I give at risk youth all the time. Hurt left unchecked, unresolved, undealt with, it morphs into anger. And anger left unresolved turns into this heavy root of bitterness that just forms this stronghold in your life. And everything is seen through that lens of bitterness. I wanted to be free. I realized that in order to 
to heal, to uh, pursue the things that had, that had been in my heart, um, to find myself, I had to forgive. And now I realize one of the biggest, it, it's, this is a big one for me. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is a form of self-love. I have to love my, this is not even about you anymore. I love myself enough and who I'm becoming that I want to be free. I want to soar, I'm stuck. Yeah. I want to get unstuck yeah. and I choose myself. That's beautiful. Wow, thank you, Cheryl. You know, for me, I think, you know, I had to kind of, there was moments in my life where there were some difficult things, but I think, and, and you've heard the story, you know, through the show and, and I've shared this about just forgiving what I would say the one who left and abandoned me when you do go through a divorce. And there was something about being abandoned that you felt like you're not good enough or that why didn't I work harder in the marriage? Why didn't this marriage work when it was supposed to be a lifetime commitment? And you have to go through the forgiveness, the sense of you know, forgiving him uh, for the decision and then wrestling through all the things that you look back and say, oh, I could have been better. I should have done this. I should have, I should have. And, and really working through for years uh, that process of forgiveness and, and realizing that when I was trying to withhold forgiveness and being angry, it, it didn't matter to him, it was all me. And, and realizing the person I was becoming because of that, yep. insecure, um, hidden, mm -hmm. angry, bitter, not wholehearted, yeah. and, and sensing that in myself and friends and, and close people saying, you're not Melinda. Yeah. There's something over you and in you that is causing you not to live this life of yeah. joy and freedom. Mm -hmm. And so it's difficult, but I'm so glad that I worked through the hard process, good Christian therapy, a great doctor, great community yeah. church, prayer, prayer, all of that. Uh, to finally get to that place and feeling really released in freedom to say, I have forgiven. Can I just say one thing? Yes. That's, everything you said just hit me so hard, Melinda, because the, the pain changes us. It changes yeah. us. Mm -hmm. And we could try to pack life and stuff and ignore, but it shows up, like you said, in other ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it really does, it does affect all of who we are and how we see the world, yeah. Mm -hmm. Stacy, you're listening to this and you know, in the work that you're doing so much about like ex-offenders and victims and families and working on restoration with, you know, with them. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts as you hear this as we talk about why we are choosing to forgive in these very, very difficult mm -hmm. places? Yeah, and, and, and of course we work with offenders as well in, in the prisons throughout Canada. And pain does, Cheryl, that's right, pain does change us. It actually distorts us. Yeah. And, um, and that is a key, um, a key word that I certainly have witnessed that, um, and our focus comes off of the one where we should have our focus. Our focus comes off of God and on to the perpetrator. And it becomes the last thing we think about when we go to bed and the first thing we think about when we get up um, and pulls us away um, from, from who, we were really, who we were really created to be. Not an easy thing though, yeah. not an easy thing. And, and uh, these are difficult stories. So he says, you're saying we've, put, you know, a lot of us put our, our anger and hurt on the person. Mm -hmm. And you're saying actually sort of like shift, yeah. like a pivot to actually let's look to God mm -hmm. and, and come up and listen to his truths of who we are mm -hmm. and, and, and look for that kind of freedom. Michelle, for you, I know with your story, um, you know, for the 10 years, I mean, how, I guess it's in that case, I could see how angry you could be. I mean, it was so innocent. Your, your dad was coming out of, did you say a promise keepers mm -hmm. men's meeting? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it felt very unjust. Yes. And it was very unjust. And um, 
I think I was looking for justice in the wrong places because mm. I thought that when we went to court that I would find justice, but we didn't. I didn't, and that's because um, he pled not guilty and he had a defense, and, and he ultimately was found guilty. But this is one thing that I want to say about forgiveness is when you, you process your pain with God. Yeah. He knows all of it. He knows everything. And if you ask him, and I did, I asked him to give me a different perspective of this man because then I was able to see a man who was afraid and acting on basic human principle that he had to defend himself and save himself. And then that took away, that made it easier to forgive him. Powerful. It sounds to me that it's about like a perspective change, this pivot from offender, perpetrator, abuser, assaulter, drunk driver to God. Mm -hmm. Let him take it, mm -hmm. let him work in, in you, uh, the freedom, creating a whole heart, forgiving, you know, the person who hurt you and loving yourself, all about God, all about relationship with Jesus. Well, thank you for your thoughts. We're going to come back. So thank you so much for your honesty and your, brave, your bravery and your courage in sharing, really, my heroes, really, coming in here. Actually, let's just clap for them. I feel like we need to just clap. I got to use the, the audience. Love that. Um, so thank you. Well, now let's go to co-host Joanna Brooke and Steve as they share a song and story from Ephesians 4.32 in the Bible all about forgiveness. Thanks, Mel. I mean, this is such a huge conversation, forgiveness. Mm. Um, we all have been forgiven. We all yeah. need to forgive. But what does that even look like? How do we even start doing that? Yeah. And often the way of Jesus in so many things is just so opposite of what the world says we should do. Right. And so we have to look to what Christ has done, which is why we want to sing about it, why we want to talk about it in the Word today. So what song do we have? Yeah, the song that we chose today was um, You Are My King, Amazing Love. Uh, it's, an older, it's an older song. I remember I used to sing this as a teenager. And I just, I love the first line in the song that says, I'm forgiven um, because you were forsaken. Just right. that reminder that like what Christ did for us on the cross that day brought us forgiveness. He forgave our sins so that we could live in freedom. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah, I want to sing that for you. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken and I'm accepted you were condemned and I'm alive and well Spirit is within me because you died and rose again. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? my joy to honor you. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true. It's my joy to honor you. Oh, 
So this whole thing about forgiveness starts with God. That's mm. the great thing, right? It doesn't actually start with us. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, all these stories of forgiveness, it's not out of our own strength, That's out of right. our own power. It's That's like, right. oh, like, look what God has done for us right. first. Mm -hmm. yeah. How can we honor God? Actually, when we choose to forgive those who have yeah, hurt us, right. yeah. it goes against our natural instinct. It goes against our flesh, right? Our mm -hmm. flesh wants to like take and get revenge, but yeah. just like Christ forgave us, like yeah. we need to extend that same forgiveness. Yeah, Ephesians, Ephesians 4, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Yeah. yeah. And I think that there's that reciprocal thing of like just as Christ forgave us gave us freedom like when we start to forgive others we get freedom from those situations yeah. too like it's yeah. yeah it's that whole cycle I think yeah. letting go of that situation through forgiveness can help us start to be free that's yeah. right amen so it's not easy right uh, but as we ask God for help mm -hmm. um, we can do this so that's we're right. going to turn it back to you Mel Thanks, Joanna, Brooke, and Steve. A beautiful reminder of forgiveness for us from the good word. Well, we have a little bit of time left, and I want to end with practical takeaways on forgiveness. So, Stacey, I know people are listening, watching, going, but how do I forgive? What is the first step I can take toward forgiveness and forgiving the one that has hurt me? Sure. So I would say two things. First of all, I would say perhaps there's somebody, uh, somebody who is listening who, who needs to be forgiven. I would say start with confession, with telling the truth and start with repentance, start with change behavior, and then ask, and then move toward forgiveness. Um, and if you are somebody who, who has to forgive someone else, we need to remember that forgiveness is, uh, originates and began with what, um, with, Christ, with what Christ did on the cross. Mm -hmm. And so begin with God, and begin with asking God, begin with coming to God, telling God, I struggle. I'm struggling mm -hmm. to forgive. Pour it out, the truth, before God and process it there with Him. Put your attention there. That's good. And I love that it's a very personal thing. I think sometimes people feel that God is distant. He's disconnected with my actual, you know, real life here for, for many people on the journey. Mm -hmm. But you're saying go to Him and He will, either He will direct you to someone or community or He actually will speak and say, this is the next step. Mm -hmm. Go to God. I love that, Stacy. Thank you. Example of Jesus, Cheryl. You know, I'm always in the show. Always back to Jesus. Yeah. The example of forgiveness within within scriptures and within Jesus. Yeah, uh, Isaiah 53:7 uh, in the NLT says he was oppressed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. And there's so many questions we could pull from that. Have we ever been treated harshly? Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt betrayed and hurt and let go? And and um, it, it's so interesting to see how how Christ used forgiveness uh, as part of his ministry. I was always baffled when he was going to heal someone. There was many times that he would say, "Your sins be forgiven," as part of this healing. And what I took from that is, oh, I get it. Forgiveness is part of the healing process. Mm -hmm. Powerful, yeah. right? And so even in that act, he shows us that the two are, are, are part of this sort of beautiful journey of recovery. Yeah, beautiful yeah. Thank yeah. you, Cheryl. Tara, encouragement to someone who is struggling today with unforgiveness and wants to take that first step to forgiveness. That was on my heart a lot coming here today. Um, from one professional avoider to another who <laughs> might be listening, I, I really encourage, I really encourage for, for women watching in particular uh, um, to not walk around with the heaviness in your heart. It, it can change. I'm living proof, sorry, I'm living proof and um, 
I, I feel like you are worth the forgiveness journey to embark on it. Absolutely. Good, good. Thank you, Tara. Thank you. Michelle, one last encouragement to someone who is struggling with unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. I just want to build on what Tara said about expectations because um, let God manage them. Have no expectations and let God manage and he will show up with surprising blessing and redemption. And that's what I learned in my journey. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you all so much. Audience, let's just give them a hand. Cheryl, Michelle, Stacy, Tara. You guys are wonderful. You know, I think what I'm so proud about the show, why I love that you're here, is that it takes courage to share a story so that others will be healed and find freedom. And I think that's the whole point of this, is to help people find freedom in places where they're stuck, yeah. freedom in places that have held them and bound them yeah. and are destroying them. Yeah. And when I go around, I speak to women across Canada and I see the pain and the oppression of women. It's like, rise up, yeah. rise up. No longer should you be bound. Yeah. But let's live out a whole heart, a whole heart and wholehearted life yeah. focused on God yeah. with, with no expectation, yeah. but that you will be free, yeah. right? And that forgiveness is coming in loving and accepting yourself. Yeah. So thank you so much and to you, our audience, thank you too for being, for being with us and for clapping and just tracking with us. It means a lot that you share in the story with us and to our viewers and listeners. You know, if you're struggling with unforgiveness, we want you to choose that today will be the day that you choose to take the first step toward forgiving the one or ones that have hurt you. It's time to choose healing and freedom today. So for further resources on forgiveness and blogs from our guests or information to help you on your journey, go to seeherelove.com. And as you take this journey of hope and wholeheartedness, always know that you're seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. Deeks Insurance is a proud sponsor of the See Here Love Studio. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.